Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Benny Elmer is a singer and songwriter from Brisbane who has released several singles, the latest of which are Longing for Change and She's Still Blowing in the Wind. And I'm going to ask him about that and his musical background and other things. Hello, Ben. Hey, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Um, and I'm going to leap right into your musical history by saying, from what I understand, you fell in love with music via Blink-182. Are they still favourites? They are, yep. They're just too cheeky and fun. I love them. <laughs> so was that it sounded like you were like was it were you 10 around that age or 12 when you were given that album yeah I was given the Black Eyed Peas album I think it was Monkey Business and um I think it was a Blink self-titled album and I put them on repeat um for the next few years right um and did you branch out from those once once you got the the bug for music did you think I'm going to explore some other stuff yeah I think it I really delved into country in my early 20s. I think country was really, uh, it became a favourite. Um, my teen, teenage angst years was um, was definitely punk and then I think I, uh, I gravitated towards country as I got a little bit older. So when you were listening to punk, what sort of bands were you into? Uh, my Chemical Romance, um, yeah, Blink, Sum 41, Green Day, Mer- uh, Good Charlotte, they were my favourites, yeah. And what led you down the country path? It's just so raw. It's just so I don't know. It just um, Bob Dylan first just grabbed me with his lyricism and like his unique voice and style. And yeah, I think it just it just grabbed me the stories. Mm-hmm. So, which artist were you listening to when you started listening to country? I think it was Bob Dylan. I, I suppose that's you classify it as a little bit folky as well. But I guess in my mind, it's like country folk. Um, Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs, um, Morgan Wallen. Those sorts of guys. Yeah. it's. Um, I have interviewed more than one artist in the past who went from punk to country. And, really? <laughs> uh, and I find it, I don't actually don't think it's a surprising trajectory because I think the songwriting you need to have in punk is got to be so disciplined about how you structure your songs. That's where you start writing songs. Or even if you're listening to it, it would really teach you a lot about song structure. So to then take that and go into country music makes sense where you've got to fit a lot of story into not a lot of time. Oh, interesting. I've never, I've never heard that one before, but, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's my own personal theory, Ben. So <laughs> it may, it may I'll not be. with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you learn to play guitar first, or did you learn to sing first? Well, I, I guess it depends how you learn to like how to sing. I, I did, I did choir all through school, I suppose, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't strict lessons. I picked up the guitar when I was about um, twenty three, I think. I um just decided that I love listening to music so much. I used to just sit at home and listen to hours of music just sitting on my couch. So I thought maybe I should start writing, maybe I should start playing. So I picked right. up the guitar and then a couple of years later I decided I want to start trying to sing and progress okay. from there. So it sounds like you the, the writing and the guitar did go hand in hand. You actually felt like you wanted to express something and the, and therefore you needed the tool to do it. I, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I started playing guitar, just doing covers and and learning. And then once I, I guess I got to a certain stage, I started realizing that I, I wanted to write. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just wanted to express stories and and how I feel about things. And it's yeah, it's good way to do that. 
So when you started to write, was it just sort of scraps of ideas here and there and then later you turn them into a song or was it actually like you'd sit down and think, I'm going to write a song? Yeah, I um, I just, I remember the first one I wrote, that was 17. That was the first one I released and it was also the first song I ever wrote. And um, it was just, I think it just, the story just grabbed me. My friend who'd moved from New Zealand was telling me this story about how she moved from New Zealand basically to Australia and um and everything that went with that and just it just made me feel something and I just wanted to express it and just put it on paper and I think half an hour later I had a song so I didn't really know how to structure a song properly I just wrote it and then just figured out some chords that I thought would would work and yeah it's pretty basic but <laughs> but you did it um, I did it <laughs> had you done much creatively before that like were you creative at school um I don't think so really to be honest I was um I'm an engineer by day, so I um I was always quite maths and physics and science focused, um and I played a lot of sport as well. I didn't do, I didn't do any music or I'm terrible at painting, um I'm not particularly good at videography. So yeah, music was really the only thing, and I just took that on after school, really during my uni days. But it sounds like because as you said, you'd spent hours listening to music sitting at home, so that's that's the best education, no doubt, is to just listen to lots and lots of it and and work out what you like and what you don't like. I 100% agree. I think listening to your favourite artist is the best way to learn how to do something well because they've perfected it. Um, and as you mentioned, you are an engineer. By day, you are a mechanical engineer. Um, and that suggests to me that you you like to know how things work and that you perhaps also like to reverse engineer how things work. So you like to unpick how things work. And I'm wondering if that helps you as a songwriter, especially because, as you said, you've been listening to a lot of songs, whether there's, there's a way you can look at things so that you could actually start to deconstruct and, and figure out, figure out how to make it essentially. Yes. I think uh, my brain is very analytical the way I look at music, although I can't read and write music. I've never sort of tried to. Um, I think I do, I can listen to songs and sort of understand what they're doing and why, what they're doing dynamically and, and why they pick certain moments to go up and down and where they put the chorus and how long. Yeah. And I think that did help me in the early days, just listening to, to stuff that I liked and just understanding analytically how, how it actually worked and why why I liked it. Yeah. Do you find that also applies to instruments? So, like, you're quite interested in how the guitar is put together and, and how that functions? Yeah, I am very fascinated by it. I guess as a mechanical engineer, I'm fascinated by how everything works. And, yeah, the guitar is it's a beautiful tool, particularly acoustic guitars, just because it's so incredible just to play these these metal strings and such a beautiful song come out. And it's the same with piano or any sort of acoustic instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason I'm asking is that a while ago I interviewed Andrew Farris, who was a songwriter for NXS and, and um, has his own music out now, and he loves to deconstruct um, machines, basically, that he has on his property. And mm. it was just this interesting thing where he was taking things apart and, and figuring them out, putting them back together. I thought, I am quite sure there is a parallel with somebody <laughs> there. And he didn't disagree. He just, he thought actually, yeah, trying to figure stuff out really helped him. So that's why I asked the question. Yeah. But yeah, songwriting is, is I think it's like, it's half math and, and half emotion. If you, if, you de- if you look at it logically, like you can, you need to have a good idea and you need to have a strong feeling on something is the way I would th- look at it. But at the same time, there has to be some sort of structure to how you, to the story and to the to the dynamic of the song. So are you also a songwriter who tends to edit your own work fairly rigorously? Like you you think that it, it could be better and so whatever you've written the first time, you're going to take it and tinker with it? Not really. I, I think because I, I started so late, I realised I, 
there's just so many guitarists and singers that are so much better than me. I realized that it wasn't going to help me to try and perfect it because I started so late, I suppose. So yeah. I just, it's just a, an emotional creative outlet for me. And I just know that whatever comes out is, is raw and how, and I don't really tinker over that after I write because mm. I just don't, I feel it's imperfect anyway, and I'm not really going to get there. So. <laughs> Which is interesting because it also suggests that, that you really came to connect with the audience. It's like I, I could spend all this time making it perfect and inverted commas, there's no such thing. But then also mm. everything's perfect. Um, but that would delay you actually getting music out. Yep. And also I just don't think I have the musical understanding or knowledge of how to get it perfect. Like I can write a song, I understand the 90% of the structure and, and those things as I sort of alluded to. But mm. the actual theory of music I don't understand. So I don't really believe I have the skills to to make it any better than just like quite a raw emotional song. Yeah, but I really like what you said about it being half math and half emotion. Yeah. That is an excellent formula. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it matters if you know music theory or not. That's a great formula. True. (laughs) I mean, one verse plus one verse plus another chorus, maybe another couple, but yeah, (laughs) it's it's basic math, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, true. Now, um, I've found listening to your songs, your musical style is not one thing or another, but it does sound like you. Like there is a there is a sound that's you that carries through them. So you've crafted something that is you. Was that something that you made uh, intuitively, like, or it just developed as you went along, or did you actually have a sound in mind for yourself when you began to record and release music? Good question. I think when I started, I didn't have a sound in mind. So what what came out was just quite raw um, in songs like 17. And then I think as I progressed a little bit with understanding songwriting, I did try and steer it in directions, for example, like punk songs because I like punk. Mm -hmm. And then I think now I'm sort of going back to enjoying just keeping it raw and whatever comes out comes out. Um, And I think for me, that's my strongest songs. I like that where I don't try and steer the direction too much. I just I just let it flow. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I've gone through different phases, I think. And when you write songs, do you tend to just stash them away? Like maybe I'll record them or are you focused on the fact that the studio time coming up and you need to get something out? Um, yeah, I I mean, I save everything and I, I constantly review it. I think I keep a list of like my top, say, five songs that I want to record and I kind of, I listen to them over and over. I'll send them to my parents. I'll send them to people to review. And I try and I keep in the back of my mind, like my top few. So I've always got a list of the next one to record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how I do it. So you have, it sounds like you have like a, uh, what would be called a beta reader group or like a group of listeners, as you said, your parents <laughs> and some other people. Um, are they hard markers or are they fairly <laughs> nice to you? Um, parents, hard markers, the rest a little bit more gentle. <laughs> oh, would have thought that would be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> How dare your parents be hard? <laughs> They're meant to appreciate everything you do. Yeah. I think I think they do, but they also just like, it could be better, it could be better, come on. <laughs> are they are they musically inclined themselves? Um, Not particularly, no. My mum did play piano as a kid, but she doesn't anymore. And, okay. um, yeah. I think when I say better, it's less so the music and more so the lyrics. They're like, what are you trying to say, Ben? What um, what does this mean to you? What are you, what are you trying to convey? Okay. And do you find that feedback is easy to take or does it get annoying? It gets annoying, but I think it is helpful to give me direction because they do have a point at times. Like it, it's important to understand like what you're trying to convey and who you're trying to convey it to, I suppose, your audience and, and um, structure in a way that, you know, 
it can help people and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting that you say that, that it can help people or make a difference. So it sounds like for you as a as an artist, there is an intention, as I said, not only to connect to the audience, as I mentioned earlier, but thinking about how your work might actually have an impact on their lives in a positive way. Yeah, and I think I am mindful of that. So, And I've gone through phases again where I've I've just put things on paper and I've just released it. And I think I've gotten to a point again now where I... I do have a, a message that I want to convey a general sort of theme and a brand now and um, and trying to be like a positive influence and, and, and a help rather than just blurting stuff out without any thought. I think I do put more thought into now. Mm. I guess Logging for Change, which was the single you released a few weeks ago, uh, is along those lines because it is about being patient when you want to want to change to happen um in part uh, there, are, there are a few things going on in it when did you write that song and what inspired it uh i believe i i wrote that song um christmas or early january this year or christmas 22 um it was really to do with music it was just it was like once i started writing and releasing music i realized quite quickly that this is the dream i'd, I'd love to just play for people live every day um and drop my engineering and I think it was realized after a while realizing that it takes a long time and not many people are fortunate enough to be able to do that with their life. So, um, yeah, I think it was that initial hope that it would happen quickly and be able to stop engineering and do music full time. And then the realization that it's, um, it's a long road (laughs) and trying to enjoy what I have now, I suppose. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, patience is one of the hardest things to learn. As an artist of any kind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, now, you started releasing songs last year, um, from what I can tell. It was 2022 was the start of you releasing st- singles quite steadily. That timeline mm. suggests that maybe you were waiting until after the pandemic, but was that the case or not? No, I actually got made redundant from my first engineering job, I think, in the latter half of 21 and I had mm. six months. I just decided that I would, I'd always, I'd been writing songs for a while at that point and I want to release them, but I'd never really, you know, brought up that I'd never really just decided to go and do it because it's a relatively costly expensive when you first uh, costly mm. process when you start out. And I think that at that time I just sort of saw it as a, as a bit of a calling. I'm just like, I've got this time now. Um, you got to just do it. Just get out there and do it. Release some songs. It takes a fair bit of guts, so I, I always think, just because putting any art out into the world when you're not sure if there's an audience there is is a bit nerve-wracking. When you started releasing music, did you did you feel that or did you just think, great, I'm getting it out, I've been dreaming of this for a while? Yeah, I think I'm pretty naive. I wasn't actually very nervous. I think I'm probably more nervous now about releasing stuff. When I first started, I was I didn't really I don't think I really thought about what my friends would think or what my family would think when I released stuff. I was just like, I want to do this and that's it. <laughs> uh, are, you ner- are you nervous now because you know that there are like there is an audience there for you? I think I just realised now it is quite, it can songs can be quite revealing and you don't necessarily have the conversations that you do in a song with people and well I don't personally with nec- a lot of the time so it can be revealing I suppose because um, more so just what your friends and family think I think not not the rest of the world but just friends and family. Yeah. 
but given, you know, as I said, your parents are meant to be the people who are the most supportive and they're the hard markers. You, it seems like that's, that's a hurdle you've overcome already. You know how they're going to react. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not always. <laughs> it depends on the song, I suppose. <laughs> Did they have a favourite of your songs? They love the wholesome stuff. So that I think they... Um, Longing for change is pro oh, I, longing for change is their favorite. That would be out at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that suggests that there are some that you've either recorded or are going to record that they like. So um, that's interesting. Now, the most recent song you've released is "She's Still Blowing in the Wind." What is the story behind that one? Yeah, that's um, it's an interesting one. It's the first time I've kind of done two different things with the music and and the lyrics. It's actually quite a sad song. Uh, the the lyrics. It's it's basically the four loves that I've had in my life and the each verse is based is um basically just a little story of um being in love um and the chorus is I guess the general theme of the song is is feeling alone and not like you're not going to find the one but the way I wrote the guitar riffs it's quite up tempo and happy um so there's a little bit of a, a dynamic there which is interesting and um I did I enjoy pursuing that sort of thing where it's different but yeah it's a story. So the, in the sense that the music suggests a different message than the lyrics might. Particularly when I added the electric guitar riff at the start, like it's a very just happy, boppy, like kind of almost like a punk riff. It's a little bit um, country punk just because of the, the tempo and the riff. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, merging a couple of genres there, I suppose. And it's like it's got that lighthearted guitar riffs but with a, a sort of a more a sadder lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, so given that uh, you are still writing songs, no doubt you're planning to release songs because you have been releasing at a really steady pace, are you someone who records quite a lot ahead and then you're going to release or do you just record whenever you can find the time? Yeah, I record a long way ahead, probably to my detriment sometimes because uh, I've, by the time you sometimes release a song, you've got like a new one that I've potentially written that I want to record and release. Right. But it does... Um, it is a reflection of where I'm at at the time. So I think at the start it frustrated me, but now I realise it, it's a reflection of where I was and your taste changes over time and that's okay as an artist. You don't have to be in the same headspace for your whole career. Mm -hmm. So I do. I probably record four or five songs ahead at a time, yeah. Okay. I guess it also gives you an opportunity to form a different relationship to the songs you've already recorded. So as you said, it's documenting who you were at the time. Yeah. And then as the artist you are now, particularly if you're playing them live, you can find a different way to play them. Yep, that's definitely very true. Or just avoid it if I, in the case of some. <laughs> <laughs> I like my new stuff better than my old stuff. <laughs> I think it's also like my first, my first couple of ones that were a bit like sappy. I just, I don't always... I don't always want to. I don't always want to play them because I don't want to feel that again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's reasonable. I think you know, and it's your they're your songs. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. <laughs> Unless someone asks for them from the audience, of course. Yeah, then you have to play them. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of playing live, do you gig around Brisbane quite a bit or further afield? Um, I haven't done any gigs outside of Brisbane, and I I try and maintain a steady. Um, a steady gigging schedule. Um, I probably gig once every month or two. It's not that consistent because I, I mainly just do I just do original gigs now. I don't um, do cover gigs. Um, so yeah, probably every month or two on average, I'd say. Right. And so, if people want to find you for a gig, they can look at your social media. 
yeah social media is always the best the best part yeah i haven't figured out how to get to go on spotify i've seen some artists it goes there automatically but i um yeah i'm not sure how to, i haven't figured it out i'm afraid i can't offer you any of it because i've never <laughs> attempted it but there must be some way there's got to be something anyway if i find out i will let you know but in the meantime people can find your recorded music on Spotify because it's definitely there. Um, and uh, they can also find it on Apple Music and other platforms. And no doubt from what you've indicated, there will be some new music pretty soon or in the not-too-distant future. And in the meantime, for me, Benny Elder, it was great to talk to you. Thanks. And you too, Sophie. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.